Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of First Samuel. Hey there, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. And this entire week has just been absolutely gorgeous. The weather has been nice. It's been cold. But the weather has been very nice. It's been a nice blue sky. And I'm starting to see my maple tree forming tiny little buds. And I am so excited about that because that means that spring is on its way. And also that means that I can start gardening again, which I am very much looking forward to. I am uh, already planning. I've been planning now pretty much since October. And so this year I decided I'm going to do tons of spicy peppers. That is my plan for this year is cayenne, jalapeno, habanero, maybe even a ghost pepper. Oh, that'd be really good because I make my own hot sauce every single year. I, I love hot sauce so much. This past year, my hot sauce didn't turn out very well. It was kind of mild. It was very mild, actually. So I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to get some really spicy peppers and uh, spice up that hot pepper sauce. Do you guys like spicy food? That is the question of the day. Let me know by contacting me. I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing how you started listening to the podcast. And of course, I love getting to know you guys more, hearing what you enjoy drinking and also if you enjoy hot pepper sauce. But let's read 1 Samuel 16 today, verses 1 through 12. This portion of scripture is very notable because this is where little David gets introduced. So let's talk about this. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as usual. Feel free, of course, to read out of a different version of scripture. And also let's share a cup of coffee or a cup of tea this morning as we read 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 12. Yahweh said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided a king for myself among his sons. Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. Yahweh said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to Yahweh. Call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You shall anoint to me him whom I name to you. Samuel did that which Yahweh spoke and he came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling and said, do you come peaceably? He said, peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to Yahweh. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. He sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. When they had come, he looked at Eliab and said, Surely Yahweh's anointed is before him. But Yahweh said to Samuel, Don't look on his face or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him, for I don't see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but Yahweh looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. He said, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, Yahweh has not chosen these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your children here? He said, There remains yet the youngest. Behold, he is keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with a handsome face and a good appearance. Yahweh said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. I find this portion so cute because <laughs> it basically calls David a nice little boy. 
because they're talking about the other brothers and, you know, they're saying, oh, this one's so handsome and good looking and he's tall. Certainly he's got to be a king. And then David comes into the room and he has a nice appearance. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay, so a little bit of backstory. Saul has been rejected as the king of Israel because he disobeyed God one too many times. His heart was extremely arrogant, extremely prideful. Saul did not appreciate the ways of God. He was a bad king in that sense. In fact, Saul even tried to make himself the high priest and usurp the authority from God. Yahweh rejects Saul as the king. And that happened in the last chapter. But Samuel was very distraught about that because Samuel had this like father-son relationship. It kind of seemed like between he and Saul. And I think Samuel was, was very sad to hear that God had rejected Saul as king. Now, we know also that Yahweh himself was mourning over Saul as well. In fact, Yahweh and Samuel together were kind of mourning over Saul. But now in 1 Samuel 16, Samuel is still mourning and Yahweh finally tells Samuel, he's like, okay, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? I rejected him. Let's move on. (laughs) God tells Samuel to go and to anoint the next king. He says, go to Bethlehem and anoint the next king. I have provided myself a king there. Now we do not know how long this took after God rejected Saul for Samuel to anoint the next king. It probably took several years actually. And I'm sure Saul, the more the years went by, he was getting more and more arrogant, believing that possibly Samuel had lied to him, that God didn't actually reject Saul as the king. But now little David is old enough to the point where he can be anointed the next king. So Yahweh says to Samuel, go to Bethlehem and I will introduce you to a man named Jesse and you will see the king among his sons. And so in verse two, Samuel actually says, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. And that is very true. Saul became more and more aggressive the longer he was the king. He was actually extremely ruthless by the time his reign had ended. And so Samuel knew based upon Saul's increasing volatility, that if he heard that Samuel was going to go anoint the next king, Samuel knew that he would be dead instantly like Saul would take his men and go and kill Samuel right then and there because Saul could not allow his position as king to be threatened in any way possible. So Samuel knows this and he tells God, how can I possibly go to Bethlehem to anoint a king? So God tells Samuel, take a cow with you and go to Bethlehem to perform a sacrifice. So God is like, yeah, Saul is going to do that to you. So here's what we're going to do. You're just going to go to Bethlehem acting as if you are performing a normal sacrifice. Take the cow with you and no one's going to think anything of that because Samuel, that's already what you do. You travel around, you're the high priest, you perform sacrifices. So just act like this trip to Bethlehem is nothing more than a typical sacrifice that you are about to do. So Samuel obeys everything that God tells him to do. He takes the cow with him. He takes his horn full of oil to anoint the next king, and he travels down to Bethlehem. So when he gets to Bethlehem, it says that the elders of the city came to meet him trembling, (laughs) and they said, do you come peaceably? So when they see Samuel coming to their itty bitty little town, 
They are freaked out. They're like, why are you here? Is something wrong? Is Bethlehem about to be destroyed? (laughs) Because not only was Samuel a priest, but he was also a prophet. And so his presence held a lot of weight where he went because he would intercede for people to God. Like if somebody sinned, he would intercede for them. So when they see Samuel coming to little Bethlehem and they're like, oh my gosh, it's the high priest coming to Bethlehem. We must have done something very wrong. They come out to him trembling. They are freaked out. But Samuel eases their tension. He's like, no, no, no. It's everything's fine. I am coming peaceably. I'm just coming to perform a sacrifice, but I would like to meet Jesse and all of his sons. So that is what happens. It says that Jesse came to this sacrifice because who wouldn't come, you know, to a sacrifice where the high priest was calling you to come. So Jesse and his sons come to this sacrifice. And so it says here, when they came, Samuel looked at Eliab, the oldest, most likely, and said, surely Yahweh's anointed is this one. Because Eliab was tall. He was older. He likely looked very handsome. And so Samuel naturally begins thinking, yeah, this is certainly the one that God chose. And so God says directly to Samuel, no, that's not the one I have rejected him. Verse seven, for I don't see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance but Yahweh looks at the heart. This is why Jesus would hang out with some of the people that were the most unfortunate. He would hang out with poor people, with sick people, with tax collectors, and plus all of the the smelly fishermen that were his disciples. Jesus didn't look at the outward appearances. He looked at the heart. And unfortunately, I think A lot of people even twist that about Jesus. You know, Jesus hung out with sinners. Jesus accepted every single person just the way they were. Well, that's not actually true because Jesus would tell people, turn away from your sins. Every single time Jesus would hang out with sinful people, he was preaching to them salvation. Jesus could see their hearts. So he wasn't just hanging out with sinful people just to hang out with them and to show the world that he's so cool and so loving. Jesus hung out with those sinful people because he could see their heart, that their heart was ready for change. But nowadays, People twist that story so much because they're looking at the outward appearance of that story. They're looking at Jesus hanging out with tax collectors and with sinners. And they're just like, oh, Jesus totally accepts every single person just the way they are. Hashtag tolerance. So all Christians need to be more like Jesus, more loving like Jesus was and less hateful like the Old Testament is. But that is human beings looking at the outward appearance. They see Jesus hanging out with sinners and assume that that means that Jesus himself appreciated or winked at that sin. But that is not true. Jesus could look at the heart of those sinners and realize that they needed a change because Jesus was God. God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance, the way man looks at the outward appearance. And all of us do it because we are not God. We cannot see what God sees. And Samuel could not see what God sees. He assumed that Eliab, because of his stature or because of his looks, was certainly going to be the next king. But God says, no, I have rejected him. I don't see as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance. Yahweh looks at the heart. That is both beautiful and terrifying if you think about it. Because if Yahweh can see every single thing that is going on inside of your heart, That is extremely intimate 
and it's intimate in a good way where you can be like, God, you know, you know exactly what my heart was on that, even though other people don't know. So please grant me grace and, and help other people to see what my heart was in that situation. Or the way it's terrifying is that God knows when you are doing something that isn't actually with the right motives, because God can see every single detail of your heart. So it's both terrifying and also very nice and very intimate. But um, moving forward. So Jesse then calls Abinadab, his next son, and makes him pass before Samuel. And Samuel says, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. So then Shammah passes by the third son, and Yahweh has not chosen this one either, is what Samuel says. So Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel says, Jesse, Yahweh has not chosen these. And so now Samuel's like, okay, what is happening? And so Samuel figures out that Jesse has not been 100% honest, that not all of his sons are there with him. So Samuel asks, are all of your sons here? And Jesse's like, oh yeah, there's one other one, you know, the youngest, he's out, you know, doing sheep or whatever. (laughs) This shows how rejected David was within his own family. He was just the young one, the one that took care of the sheep, the one that was looked down on, maybe the one that was kind of goofy because he could play a lot of instruments and, you know, shepherding also was not a very prestigious role. And and David's entire family, it seems like, looks down on him. Here's the difference between David and Saul. Saul had insecurities where no one knows where they came from. Saul just had these insecurities, even though he was extremely tall, extremely handsome. It says that he was the most handsome person in Israel. He came from a big family. He came from a wealthy family on top of that. And yet Saul has these deep insecurities and and no one knows where they came from. But yet David, look at him. He is from a tiny little village. He is from a huge family that could care less who he is. He's got a very insignificant role in the minds of his family. And he's a nice looking boy. (laughs) He's not overly handsome. He's not overly attractive. He's certainly not tall. He's a nice looking boy. If anybody should be having insecurities, it is David. And yet David grew up with a knowledge that God loved him and that God was his defense and his security and his strength. That was the difference between Saul and David. David had stuff to truly be insecure about. Saul did not. And yet these two men who are both kings of Israel had far different outcomes from each other. Saul ends up, not to give too much of the story away, Saul ends up dying in almost dishonor. David ends up establishing basically a kingdom for generations and generations. He was extremely honored. And to this day, he is still extremely honored. You know, the star of David, that is the Jewish symbol. But to conclude this story, Jesse brings in the youngest, little David. Samuel looks at him and God says, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. I think the important thing to note about this story is that even if you have insecurities, and those insecurities are real, they stemmed from someplace in your childhood, in the end, God can fix those insecurities of yours and help you 
totally get rid of them and help you be a confident, joyful human being because he can see your heart and he knows you inside and out. And if you give those insecurities to God, he's going to help you get past them. Just as David, who truly had a reason to be insecure, grew up to be a total opposite from Saul. But anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it made you think. And I hope also that you share it on your social media platforms. Tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists because it's an excellent way to evangelize because all I'm doing here, for the most part, other than talking about coffee sometimes and the weather, I talk about scripture and I discuss scripture. So it's an excellent way to evangelize to your friends who you think might enjoy this podcast. Faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow for the next podcast episode, 6 a.m. or whenever you choose to wake up. Happy listening and God bless.